The one word that permeates my experience with Battlefield 2042 is fun. Simple and right down to the point, when I boot up Battlefield, whether solo or with my brothers or friends, I'm having fun. With a low cost to entry, excellent maps, there's a lot to enjoy here and I think this chaotic multiplayer experience is worth your time. Battlefield 2042 is what happens when a game is forced to release before it's finished, while also having a dedicated team who listens to its fanbase. How exactly does one rate such an experience? For me, I jumped in starting with Season 3. And well, I'm having a fucking blast. Battlefield is back, baby, and we're gonna talk about it. Welcome to Bits of Time, where we ask the simple question, is this video game worth your time? The battlefield that I'm always fighting is time, and trying to find all the time to play all the JRPGs. But this is not a JRPG. I'm Michael. And that is going to be a losing battle. We all lose to Father Time, brother. And I'm Larry. It is true, it is true. And wow, I would never think I'd be saying I'm playing a Battlefield game in 2022 and 2023. Well, it's actually really funny. Like The fact that I'm talking to you, Michael, and uh, I my know, younger okay, brother yeah. <laughs> about a Battlefield game is amusing to me. So to break it down, I have not played a Battlefield game since Battlefield Vietnam, and I've barely played that. Barely played Seeker Weapons. All my time was Battlefield 1942. Mm, and yep. I played the crap out of that game. Yeah, I mean, I played Battlefield 1942, played Vietnam, but I have a love, just, I guess you could say a love story with Battlefield 3. That's mm -hmm. my that's my baby. I love that game, and I've kind of just fallen off. I haven't liked many of them since. I always get hyped every time a new one's announced. I'm like, yes, this is it. Here we go. And then they let me down. And technically... The same thing happened with this game. <laughs> <laughs> Which we are definitely going to talk about. That's going to be, I assume, a big crux to this episode. But we got to talk about Battlefield and how long we spent with it. So, Larry, I spent 27 hours, 56 minutes with Battlefield 2042 on the Series S. Xbox Series S. And I spent 29 hours and 4 minutes on the Xbox Series S. You've almost caught up to me in play. That is a lot of Battlefield, <laughs> let me tell you. And I did not think I'd be... We talked about downloading this together, and you're like, it's coming to Game Pass, just give it a try. I was like, oh, I don't want to play Battlefield. I don't care about Call of Duty. I don't care about normal, slightly advanced shooters. It just never really hit with me, minus Titanfall 2, and that's much further future and has you max. pissed off so many people by saying that about not call of duty and battlefield yeah i mean it just it just is what it is and man i really like this game <laughs> it's funny because i think almost exclusively now i've played it with you or kevin i don't know many other people like i could play with randoms but if there's something fun about playing with you two in this game hey we played and with not the band buddy sam it's you guys fun. yeah oh man <laughs> i was waiting for the delayed response <laughs> But no, it's such a fun I'm game. What I'm looking for. And, you know, the thing is, is it does the chaos right. The only thing, and we'll get into it, is it's still the levolution, the destructibility. It's not what Battlefield used to be anymore. You can't literally collapse buildings and kill That's people true, like snipers yeah. that are hiding up there. You can't do that anymore. But, my goodness. That does take away a little bit of the fun, but definitely buildings explode and that's super cool and I haven't experienced that in forever so that's fun and that is going to be the thesis of this episode as you heard from my beginning Battlefield 2042 shouldn't be fun but it is it is 
not really glitchy anymore. Again, I came on at Season 3 like you did in your intro. That's also when I started playing because it came to Game Pass, and you well, decided to download it. Well, again, told me to download it. Again, for the full, just to give you, I did initially play on the – because, again, if you're a Game Pass Ultimate subscriber like I am, it, you got the 10-hour EA trial period for that, and I played with my brother Kevin. And I, I remember being impressed with the graphics and stuff like that, but it was a glitchy mess – there wasn't a lot of players. There was a lot of weird hang-ups with the game. I also heard they didn't have the stats. Yeah, no, no stats. And let me tell you, Larry, <laughs> stats are like the best thing ever. I love looking at numbers. I love bar graphs. I love percentages. Should have probably been an accountant or something, but I find that stuff boring, which doesn't make any sense, <laughs> I know. Don't worry. We, we got plenty of stats for you in this episode. That is such a motivator for me, and I have never noticed that until this game. I, I'm genuinely, really? I, I, I would have thought like back in like perfect dark days oh yes well, yeah obviously that's there too <laughs> <laughs> but i'm saying like we'll talk about it later it doesn't matter i don't want to get that no maybe we will get to that right now because it's on my mind halo infinite has the battle pass and i strode and i got all the battle pass complete 2042 i don't care about the battle pass one second my god okay you asked me this question about whether or not it motivated me to want to play i don't even pay attention to. i don't know if it's like the menu is confusing or what i didn't even write down my level on the battle pass no. i think i'm in the 40s maybe i don't yeah, know yeah i actually don't even <laughs> but and that actually goes to show you something yeah. right and i think part of it though is too is like i just really could care less about the, and maybe that just shows you how good of a game it is in the sense that, like, I don't care, like, what skin my character... Now, when I have a operator, there's some of them, like, ooh, that looks cool. Like, when I get to level whatever, I'll have this. That's kind of fun. Sure, yeah. But I don't pay attention to it. I could not tell you what the last five things I unlocked were and what the next five things I have to unlock are. I don't know. Okay, so what's interesting about this discussion is... You remember when Halo Infinite first dropped and you were, like... You tweeted something about man, I wish we could just play games to have fun. Like, why does that have to be? We're all talking about the progress and unlockables. And I was like, well, you need a reason to strive to play the game, right? And with Halo Infinite, for me, it was unlocking the battle pass. And I liked the cosmetics that they offered. But after that, I maxed out. I was like, man, I don't really want to well, play anymore. Which is interesting, right? I don't care if I max out Battlefield's battle pass. I'm going to keep playing it. And that's, I don't know what the switch is. And I want to say... Because they have stat tracking. That little number. Do you think that's going, what it is? It's that that number that keeps going up. I, I swear that's all it is for me. You know, and I'll, it's just downright fun. You know, I won't lie. So I actually, for about a split second, forgot there was even a battle pass in the game. <laughs> I know. That's what's weird uh, about it. I had, to double, I had to think about it for a second. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. There is one. So I wonder if it is the stats or if it's a combination of it's just there's a different type of shooter. Com I don't know what it is. It's got to be the stats. I mean, yeah, because I love Halo. Because you Halo do have feels amazing. I think Halo feels better than this game. Yeah, agreed. It, 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 there's but a battlefield. Also, some parts feel really smooth, man. When you roll and jump around a corner and headshot somebody with like three bullets. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you this. The the sliding mechanics never. Uh, it's not You're as picky, smooth. I, I'm very picky when it comes slide, to that. So. I know. <laughs> but Halo did it really good. There you go. But yeah. Anyways, no. So, so what? What about? What is it about that? You're in your tweet talking about just playing games to have fun. And why is Battlefield so much more fun than Halo Infinite? Well, if, I love Halo Infinite. If I take what you're saying about the stats, that is providing something for you to constantly shoot for, right? You're looking at your 
KD, you're looking at your assists, you're looking at your scores and what you're doing with certain maps and grenade kills. You constantly have something to try and achieve. Like, let's say we find out I have 550 grenade kills and you have 123. Oh God, I probably have like six. No, no, no I'm just, I'm just, I'm throwing <laughs> out numbers. I, 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 I don't even think I have 10. Okay. But what I'm getting at is as soon as you hear that, that's a competitive thing. I was like, oh, God, I got to stop. Oh, yeah, right? I got to ramp this number up now. Yeah, I'm and, really curious what your KD is. And so that's it's something. Drive me bonkers. <laughs> well, we'll get there. Don't worry. It's kind of funny. We're like teasing ourselves with the episode. <laughs> but that's the thing is like there's a competitive nature that I think we missed out. If you don't have those stats and Halo doesn't have that, it, it you kind of ruin a little bit of that. Yeah, I and thought I'm not, ranking would be that, but it wasn't yeah. for me. And it's kind of a funny thing, though, too, because in a weird way, you know, you don't want to say like, oh, if your KD is like below one or below two, you're, you know, trash. We're not saying that, but it's fun to compete with people who, because we're all similar skill. I mean, we're about to find out, but we're all similar skill level in this game for the most part, I think. I would say on average, I would say it's like you tend to score the highest. I tend to, I will, every once in a while, I have just a ridiculous game where I'm way above everybody else. Yeah. (laughs) You shoot up there and you shoot right back down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm kind of all over the place, but. So uh, what is, so for somebody that has never played Battlefield 2042, or you only see the bad media coverage of it, what has changed from your initial onset to the game to now? You said it was glitchy. Yeah. I mean, it's, it really, really, truly feels like they just fine tuned they just fine-tuned everything. It's they figured out the server problems, they figured out the latency issues, they figured out the graphics, the pop in, pop out. They it seems like they've tweaked movement a bit. We keep seeing the benefits of them adding and updating maps and just redoing Which them. Is really cool. Providing a lot more cover. The in I think at the end of the day, the thing that seems that they've done, they've continued to support the game. They're actually listening to their fans and the people who are playing the game. And that's a that's a tightrope moment, right? Because it's it's hard because the game did launch and it struggled a lot. And the fact that they've continued to keep pushing out new updates. I mean, the fact that season three, we still have, you know, they've already said what new maps they're going to be updating next. You have that to look forward to. Um, and can- with each season, they've had a brand new map. Yes. I don't know if those maps are from older Battlefield games, but mm-hmm. those seem to be in a separate category. So I assume all three of these maps are new. You know, and that's kind of a weird thing, and I, I don't mean to keep having us bring Halo Infinite into it, but I don't know if it's the sheer size of the maps and how many different locations you can fight, but I don't get tired. It doesn't feel like I'm playing the same maps all the time. I think the only map that I ever kind of sigh at is that one snow level. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't remember this name. And the best part about that, when you think of Battlefield, you think of a big, giant, chaotic, chaos field of vehicles and bombings mm. and whatever but you can shrink those map into team deathmatch and mm. i think they brilliantly execute that i i have I, no idea if they did that before i'm on yeah, they, they did but i'm kind of actually surprised at how much we've all enjoyed the team deathmatch aspect the smaller scale of it all i think conquest has more fun high energy moments actually i don't even know if i'd say that but I feel chaotic. like it's more WTF moments. Yeah, like, <laughs> like what the hell is go going this on? This feel of this plane just comes and oh, it's just so well, good. But I will say this: I don't think any of us have played it yet. Now that they added in Conquest, 128 player maps with no vehicles outside of like transport vehicles, so no helicopters, no airplanes. Yeah, this is gonna no be tanks. old news. Old yeah. news by now, but yeah, that sounds fun, right? Yeah. So I'm excited to try that one out. So it's mainly 
the consistent updates, working on the glitches. Now, I have run into some glitches, and they're pretty funny. I had the sky, like, freaking the freak out. It was just, like, <laughs> blinking and going crazy. But it happened twice that I can think of in my t almost 28 hours of playing. So I can handle that. Sometimes when you load in on the map, when you're looking at some characters on the map, they kind of jitter a little bit, mm -hmm. but then it goes away. Well, the thing that's also that I think it's important to keep in mind, this is not a shot at the Xbox Series S by any means, but we are playing this graphically intensive a game with 128 players in the game mode on the weaker version of the new gen consoles. Both the PS5 and the Xbox Series X have about three times the capability of the S. So who knows if some of those jitteries maybe go away a little bit. I'm guessing they're not going to. But just, you don't think just, so? Just a guess. But I think overall, like when I saw the, the footage and the memes and everything, I was like, ooh, that game looks bad. I haven't gotten that bad. It's just been some flickering stuff and some weirdness. But overall, it feels good. Yeah. I, I will say this game, I did have like the usual issues with a lot of my, like, I, I, I flipped over to being like a bumper jumper type guy. I started with Halo Infinite and it took me a long time to like get all the, I would like change a setting and then. I don't think that started with Halo Infinite. I think that started with Apex Legends. It might've been Apex Legends. Yeah. Okay. It, one of those games. I remember playing that with you. <laughs> but That's true. You did. Huh? But yeah, I don't know. It, it's, it is absolutely one of those games where once you get the controls down, you don't have to worry about any of that stuff. I mean, you said it best. It's just fun. We've been having a blast with this game. And the fact that we can say that about this game is important. So is that a selling point for this? Are, are people just going to totally turn a blind eye because they're like, ah, oh, it's not Call of Duty and it launched like crap? Or do you think this game is getting a second life? I don't really know. I can't. I don't know what the numbers were before and stuff like that. But I, it seems like the reception around Season 3 is better. I kind of feel like the kind of staleness that happened with Modern Warfare 2's launch where it feels like people are starting to get on uh, Modern Warfare 2. Warzone 2, excuse me. That game kind of has a, a staleness to it right now. You had that with Halo Infinite, unfortunately, continuing to still struggle. And then you had Season... Yeah, we are, list we are recording this in January. Yeah. Towards the end of January-ish. So some of these things might be totally... Hopefully, blah, blah. hopefully, yeah. That's why I keep saying uh, Halo Reach episode. We yeah. talk about Halo Infinite at the end. Uh, nothing's come true yet. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, is the fact that you had the perfect storm of them really being confident with season three dropping and adding Game Pass on top of that, you instantly increase the size of your user base. That, that's true. Yeah. So I think that probably definitely made it. it that was that made it easier to get into games. I don't ever feel like we've had to wait that long to get into a map no one time i waited like 42 seconds and i was like man this is taking long i was like it's not even a minute like calm down i was like yeah that's a good point <laughs> yeah, that, that <laughs> it's is, not even a minute yeah. <laughs> but but again in a lot of games nowadays like if it's anything more than 20 seconds people start getting impatient yeah which is funny how that works speaking about impatience battlefield 2042 released on november 19th 2021 more importantly to our discussion, Battlefield 2042 came to Game Pass along with Season 3 content on November 22nd, 2022. I don't have any notes about it because we talked about it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, we could skip all that stuff. Okay, well, I, I guess then something that I'm curious from your standpoint, because again, obviously, since the start of Season 3 where we all jumped in, 
it's only been a couple months now for us, for us as of recording. What is the one thing in your head when you think of this Battlefield game? What word would you use? Are, are you going to default to fun? <laughs> I'm going to default to fun, baby. Chaotic fun if you want to get a... Okay, so double. that works. I picked chaos. <laughs> so <laughs> we can blend the two of us together. Chaotic fun, I think, is a really good way of looking at it. I think a cool thing when you zoom out on the map, you can see like the bullets being fired on the map. Mm -hmm. That's a really nice touch. And when you're looking out at the landscape, yeah, it's just chaos. And especially if you have me as a helicopter driver, it's it's bad. Yeah, that, that didn't go well. <laughs> no, I killed everyone. They're like, look at this psycho helicopter. I don't know why I can't control the vehicles. I can control a tank and a Jeep. I have no idea how to fly. I've only been one air vehicle, so maybe that's why. Well, and this will be a little bit of a hint. I it didn't add this for a stat, but I did look. So of all the different vehicles, because they keep track of your stats for all the vehicles too, I don't have one goddamn kill with any vehicle in this game. <laughs> I, I should have a kill with the Jeep, so I, I don't. don't I, I didn't look. Before I don't even game. know how that's possible. Like, how am I playing a Battlefield game and I don't have any kills? And that shows you how much fun it is, though. Because <laughs> usually when I think about that, I'm just really anti-vehicle. Oh, yeah, I think about getting into the vehicle. That's the most fun. Mm -hmm. Dude, I just love being on the ground and seeing everything flying above you. Chaos, chaos ensuing. Okay, but okay. So speaking of that chaos, though, you brought up the point. You're not good at flying the helicopter, right? So what I want to know is. If you look at your playtime with Battlefield, what would you say is the number one thing you are best at doing in Battlefield? And what do you struggle with the most? I think you probably answered that. Is your helicopter pilot skills. So you're not going to yeah, be a pilot. There's, there's that, yes. If your uh, avatar is flying a helicopter, everyone else should jump out. Yep, definitely. Avoid matter of M. What would you, don't, not even really looking at stats. Like, what do you feel like you're the most confident at? I'm definitely a good marker. And good at sticking with one or two people in my squad. Okay, and just to clarify, like the ping system, correct? Yeah. yeah. Or not, yeah. Is that gotcha. marking? Is that it is marking. It's okay. okay, yeah. It's just the way you said it. I want to marker? clarify. Okay, I <laughs> uh, so I feel like I'm good at sticking with people generally, so I'm a good glue to that person. I'm absolutely terrible with vehicles, so yes, that was my thing I was going to say. Now, this is a combo for some reason. When I first got into a Jeep in this game, I almost started getting motion sickness. I don't know if it was the angle of that they have for driving the Jeeps mm. and the way I was turning the camera. I was like, whoa, what is wrong <laughs> with this? And I never feel that in games. Yeah, you can adjust a little bit, but I haven't done it enough to really notice whether I like it or yeah, not. Yeah, that was the first time I've ever experienced anything like that, and I've played some VR games. So I was like, this is very <laughs> strange. I'm used to it now, but there was some weirdness. Maybe it's just I haven't played a first-person shooter on my, you know, Fancy TV? I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. But that was strange. But yeah, I am terrible at vehicles as right now. But I have run over one person and I got footage of it. So happy with that. <laughs> That's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I would say I was thinking about this for myself. And I, I think as much as it pains me to say this, my battle sense is really bad. I can't like I almost feel like if you just attached like a camera to my character and played some like comical music behind it, the amount of times... It's like Braveheart-esque scene in my head where I'm like, we're fighting, we're getting the battle, we got a couple kills, so then I stand up and then push forward thinking we're going to take over, and then as soon as I jump over the ledge, there's like eight other guys waiting. Like, <laughs> my battle sense is terrible. I always assume now is the right time to push, and I never, never get it right. That's true. You do do that a yeah. lot, don't you? And yeah, so like- Like, stick with me. <laughs> yeah, okay. And that would be another argument is I tend to, in this game, for whatever reason, more than any other battlefield- I like to constantly be moving. I don't like bunkering down, which 
I'm yeah. changing based on the character that I've kind of has become my favorite. And we'll, we'll talk about that. But I think there's actually, that's one of the reasons why the character that I used to use and the character I use now are so polar opposites of each other that my gameplay has changed. And I think it's for the better. My KD is going up slowly because of it. Ooh, bun. How I can forgive myself for being bad at vehicles. I think I can forgive, because some people will probably harp on this, the occasional glitching because of how fun the normal chaotic fun is of the gameplay. Mm -hmm. And there's something about that headshot noise, that squish, that oh. is just like an instant dopamine hit. Like, and I just, I crave that. <laughs> I don't know. You know, though, speak, I just have to Especially add. when you get like two, two or three kills back to back. And it's just like, oh, it's just, yeah. I've, that's like, it must be a drug, like that feeling. You're getting, you're getting a dopamine hit, yeah. basically. Yeah. You, you know, the thing that's interesting is, is you bring up your failures as a uh, pilot. I'll never forget you getting like shit talked because of you just like you couldn't figure out fly at the start of a match and everyone was like freaking out. And so in the chat, like, oh, it was so good. I wish I got a screenshot. That of was that. one of our first times ever playing. Too. Yeah. And I was like, okay, it's not my brother. Well, it's funny because I, in that video, so if you don't know, it's on a map. I can't, I think it was manifest. No, what? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter the map. But I see you and Kevin. I see your tags are like over a vehicle. I'm like, all right, fly to them. And I push the joystick <laughs> forward, and it doesn't go that way. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. And so I, I start going up, and then somehow I'm going backwards. And the chat's just like, what is going on? And the funny part is, it wasn't, like, mean. It was just like, uh-oh. <laughs> like, like oh. this guy's a psycho. And then I, we all crash, and then immediately the chat's like, don't go in that elevator. <laughs> and I was just like, this is awesome. This is, like, a wholesome, yeah. stupid reaction. Well, you know, in a weird way, too, I almost feel like that was, like, a precursor to, like, what your future in Battlefield was going to be like. I'm like, well, don't get me in a vehicle, so hmm. avoid that. I wonder if, is there a way to practice? Is there, there's got to well, be Well, that, that's what Portal's for. I, I did find, I was trying to show it to uh, Kevin. I, uh... I had brought up the fact that like you, there are modes you can go into that will auto spawn NPCs for you, and it, when you nice. kill them, they auto spawn again, so you can work on like sensitivity and stuff like that. I should work and on that for flying. I I, ha I found one. I haven't tried it yet, but it, supposedly it's just a code you can type in and go. So I want to try that because I feel like there's times where I want to adjust my settings a tiny bit. Yeah, doing that on the fly is not the best. No, that's difficult because when you're sitting in the menu, like here, let me readjust this while the game's happening. He's like, no, I want to be on the battlefield. <laughs> Uh, speaking of being on the battlefield, Larry, <laughs> we got to talk about the maps because the maps, ooh, there's some good, good, good maps. So we're going to talk about our top three battlefield maps of 2042. Now, again, I mean, it's 2023, but you know what I mean. But no, specify, though, it is just the maps from 2042, I believe. Yeah, that's the only ones I'd looked at. Okay, so I yeah. didn't know returning maps, no legacy. Okay, because like a lot of the team deathmatch maps are from older games. Correct, and I'm okay. taking this from a conquest point of view. But obviously, any to be honest, any team deathmatch map is awesome. I yeah. like them all. I think the brilliance of that though too is the fact you probably could do the same map multiple times with just different locations on how big they are, and just be like, "Here you go." <laughs> yeah, but they don't, right? They just do one. I think it's usually just yeah. one. Yeah. All right, so I'll just start with my number three first. You did rank them, right? <laughs> no, I just three yes, random. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, well, I will throw this out there. I don't think there's a bad map, honestly. No, I, there I, is maps. I don't like the snow level. There is maps I don't like to play. I don't think they are a bad 
design. Hmm. Okay. Well, granted, though, I will say we did have like one or two matches on the snow level that, that were, were really actually good. really good. Yeah. I think we just got to stay away from like the giant oil rig. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> I don't like that area. But okay. So my number three is Renewal. And I actually thought this was probably my favorite for quite some time. But this is basically the easiest way to describe it is it's the map, like there's a wall right in the middle. You have desert on one side and you have lush green on the other. And I feel like for me, there's two spots that I always just end up playing. It's right along that wall. There's like the smaller village area with like a couple of like the flowery plant hut type things or whatnot. A lot of battles end up there. Or way on the other side of the lush green, there's like the two gigantic... I think it's one building, but it's split kind of into two. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then there's the, what is that, like the creek with the little divot that you kind of hide in. That area over there, there's so many just battles that ended up being there. And then, of course, you can end up with the tornado on that level, too, which just changes everything again. But, yeah, I've had a lot of fun with that one. Before I say mine, I do think the storm system that they have in this game is really cool. And I know that was big on the marketing materials, and it's nice when... That gets executed and it's fun. Well, I think the thing that I like about it too is it's not every time. No, it's just random and it's random spots in the mm-hmm. map. And I was like, and it does change the gameplay. It 100 percent affects gameplay. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I love it. All right, this is cool. It's it's a weird. It's almost like an AI's way of like pushing, like okay, you guys are not going to be fighting on this side of the map. So you're going to have the people who observe the storm <laughs> that kind of hang out right here, but the rest of the battle happens on another side. I like that. I kind of cheated, but. Number three is Orbital Slash Exposure. Both really solid maps uh, with some of my favorite choke points in the game. And so, like, on the tunnels in orbit, when you're going down the tunnel and trying to get to the other side, like, that is just all-out chaos right there. And I love it. And then you can go right up to the the runway and the tall building. It's just, it's awesome. And then, oh, yeah, there's also the warehouse in that level, too. And the giant rocket. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, there is the giant rocket. Too. Which does launch at the end of the match. <laughs> Which is it's pretty cool. cool. And exposure, just by the helipads, that is insane. Like, it's just always fun. And me and you had this awesome hiding spot underneath a wall. <laughs> yep. People were jumping up and they just, like, couldn't figure out where we were. Oh, so much fun. Yeah. That that map feels really big in scope because you look down, and you're like, there are people all the way down there. <laughs> yeah, that is a fantastic map. And you kind of took a little bit of my... Uh, I guess, picks there. My number two is Orbital. So mm, There you go. And it's funny, this map's continued to grow on me, and I think I kind of really, truly fell in love with it now that I found the tunnel system. Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do it for the first couple times. But there, I some of the most tense moments we've had recently <laughs> is around that map and in that particular spot. And there's something fun about spawning on top of the building, and then after it's clear, just... Jumping, jumping and parachuting down, down to oh, get to the tunnel. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> and yeah. I love when you get in, at an impasse too much at the tunnel. And you're, you just have that sense. You're like, I need to pop up and look on the other side. Because I yep. know there's somebody coming around. And nine times out of ten. Yep, they're it, doing that. <laughs> it is crazy because there's been so many times where we've had really, really tense fights there. And I'm always like, okay, I'm going to turn around because I feel like people are going to be coming from behind us. You know the thing that's insane about that level? Is there's the giant like grass mountain hilly area on the other part of the map. That people are always fighting in. I, I feel, never go. Yeah, same here. Because I, I feel like every single time I go there, I die. Yeah. I, it's just, I did have one moment actually pretty recently where I was in that bunker in that area, and there was this tank just blasting over and over into the into the bunker. And I was on a 
wall and I wasn't getting hit and I was just watching it and it just kept it was chaos it was great <laughs> one of my favorite I wish I would have uh, capped it one of my favorite moments happened to me so that that giant spawn building that you're at I was sitting at the base of it and I was actually looking to see if I could find a way to get up because I was still learning and I was sitting there and I went and turned and looked at the rocket and someone from the top jumped down and landed right in front of me and then instantly went into prone with a sniper to look in front of me oh. and so I just got and I was like, I was freaking out because I had tank mines. I wanted to lay them down real quick and shoot them to have them be like, how the hell did I die from this? <laughs> but I freaked out and I just killed them. Yeah. He's like, this could take too much time. He's going to see me. But yeah. Anyways. My number two is Renewal. Ooh. First time I played this map, I was blown away just by that screen. I was like, this is such a cool concept <laughs> for a map. Uh, it does break down to fighting near the walls like you were talking about most of the time. But dang, is it fun. And it's just splendid to look at. And I find that most of the areas, I feel like, yeah, you are fighting on the green side more, which mm -hmm. is, I don't know how that works. Once in a while, we'll get where you go up to the northwest on the desert. Some people try to go around there. You know what? In a weird way, I just realized this. The times that I've felt like I've spent a lot more time on the deserty side are the games that I'm not doing as well. I mean, that, that could be a thing. And yeah. the, lately, the last couple times I've played that match, because they're I've not had pushing. Really, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. Or we're not starting on the green side. There is that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's the fun capture mechanic of the game, right? Is you could literally be this is my side of the map, and then like ten minutes in, nope, nope. not anymore. <laughs> we're over there. So I would say that might be. I don't want to say least fair. It might be one of my lower favorite team deathmatch maps, though. It's awesome as conquest. Not my favorite team deathmatch. I get so frustrated because all the cornfields are, well, I don't think that's, they're not cornfields, but like those, I get, I, I everyone's just stocks. laying in them. But oh. it can be really fun though at the same time when, now that I finally figured out a freaking sniper to my gun that I love and taking down from the burst fire to one shot, I'm actually killing people long distances for once. Well, I will say this too. I had one of my best team deathmatch rounds ever with a random group of people lately, like recently on that map. Because I my new love from the I'll just spoil this part. Irish, he's one of my he's my new favorite guy that I use all the time. And the fact that he's the one that puts the walls up. He can put the wall, but then he can also put the anti grenade thing up. Oh, that thing is awesome. And I found a way to lock down an area, and me and a couple teammates were just like they'd be healing and like we running back and forth, and having that was so helpful so many times that. I kind of is if if the team deathmatch falls on that building and it's not out in the open too much, I end up enjoying that level a lot. When it's out in the open, I get slaughtered. <laughs> but yeah, okay. And my number one, you've already taken it as well. I just think it's an incredible map. I'm blown away every time I see it, and that's exposure. Mm -hmm. I there is an adrenaline rush I get. I can't tell you how many times where like if I get kicked out and I can't load up on a team. And I have to just run. I, I literally sprint towards the cliff and just jump off. <laughs> it's so good. It's it's such an adrenaline rush of an experience every time. And the fact that there's like three or four legitimately main choke points that happen almost all the time. And I know where those spots are. The flow and battle in that game, as long as it stays down in that area, which it typically does, is so much fun. Because you're fighting. There's people sniping above you, below you. On there's the vehicles. Yeah. Oh. It's so far down. It's so incredible. I love that map so much. You know what? That might be higher on my list, but I feel like I've played that map maybe three times. It'd yeah. It, it 27 doesn't... hours of this game. So I will tell you something. I found something quite interesting while I was researching 
my favorite maps, I looked at my playtime in every map. And almost every map in the game, and this is not including all the team deathmatch time, is like two hours is the average, except one map is six. Which one? It's the new map. Uh, I already forgot the name of it. Spearhead. Spearhead. Which is, is my number one. Okay, okay. See, I was trying to... I didn't know if it was for sure, <laughs> no, but I was like, was I'm going to take just, a chance. You just threw that in there for me. The new map is really good. <laughs> they, they absolutely are pushing that map yeah. right now. And I think maybe because we started doing the conquest mode where we just go straight into that map. Remember, yeah. they had that because season three. So the newest map is my favorite map. And what I love about it is the factories that they're building, whatever they're supposed to be building. Like some AI robot. Yeah are just so fun and just <laughs> just absolute chaos no matter what you're playing either it's conquest or team deathmatch because team deathmatch you're in the building basically mm -hmm. but conquest people just flock to that dude and i would say this too there is i can't i think it's like capture point it's either c or d the big that's the so there's the two big buildings on the map it's the second one that's closer to the middle of the map on oh, that middle section yeah what? the one that's facing the other team's base there's for some reason where they have all the grassland and people usually do zip lines and stuff. That literal mess. It becomes like a World War One style battle <laughs> it's so crazy. where everyone gets stuck right there. You're in the grass versus the building. And then it's like you're trying to push up. Oh, my. That map is incredible. I know. It's I'm happy that the new maps are really good. I was trying to remember which order they came up. I think a lot of the ones I picked were newer maps, mm -hmm. not the original five or six, whatever it was. But man. If they keep making maps like this, I'm I'm going to be playing this game for a while. And that is a question, Larry. Do you see yourself? It is January when we're recording this. When this launches sometime in either May, I'm guessing, May or June. That's the next month. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I said thank you because that was my own brain doing that. <laughs> Give me props that. Do you think you will still be playing this game? Yeah, that, that's a that's a tricky question. That's because six months out, potentially. Yeah. <sighs> Five. I'm hopeful. I, I hope I still am because I think we're all enjoying it enough and I don't see a multiplayer game of this style that will necessarily be replacing it. Now, there is multiplayer games coming out that I think we all might be able to play. I'm not sure any of them are going to replace this. Yeah, I want Halo Infinite to be the game that replaces yeah. this, but honestly, I don't see that happening, unfortunately. My optimism is definitely shrinking on that game. <laughs> Well, you know, eventually we might get some signs of that battle royale, Halo. <laughs> oh yeah. Do you? So you? You're hopeful. I'm hopeful. I because it feels like the only thing I would say that would stop it would be Diablo Four, but that's literally when this episode could be releasing. So yeah. I mean, even like who knows? Maybe like Redfall, possibly. Yeah. But it's but those are completely different style games. Diablo Four would be the t style of game that like I'm I'm sorry I just don't have time to play other games, so yeah. I'm going to focus on Diablo Four. Why but, I think I might still be playing this is because it's another question I asked in our forum. If you're new here, that's what we do. We ask each other questions. Thank you for tuning in. Share us, like us. That'd be awesome. Is I play this game solo a lot, and I did not expect that. So that's kind of the interesting, interesting side of this. That hasn't hit me quite as much. I've tended to want to play with people because there's something about the chaotic nature of this that I just, I'm like, I need to have people that I know so I can talk about like, oh man, do you remember when we did this? That being said, I've started falling in love more and more with the team deathmatch side of things. Same. And that I think I can, I can see myself playing by myself more often. And the nice part is, this shows the capabilities of the new age we are in. 
when I'm playing with myself, if something really cool happens, I save it. And then I can send it to you, and then it's like, oh, I can talk about that moment, and I have actual footage of it. Mm-hmm. So there's that, and I know this right away. 80% of the time when us three brothers get together and play, when you guys log off, I play another hour or two by myself. <laughs> and I'm just like, because either I'm pissed off at the last match, which there's very little frustration in this game, but there is in general. When I get frustrated, it's not like a You're gameplay not- mechanic that's yes. making me frustrated. It's just... I'm not doing as good as it was last match. You're frustrated at your performance. Yeah, exactly. And I want to curb that and I cannot go to bed if I'm on a bad (laughs) match. (laughs) But yeah, like I will literally play for another hour or two to the detriment of my sleep schedule. Yeah. No, but I'm not all in that I can't stop playing it because I've definitely taken a break for a long time. Fire Emblem, Three Houses being that big long break for me. But I think I I literally played this three days ago. I had like an hour or two. I'm like, sure. Ooh, okay, so you've built up your numbers a little further then. We'll see. We'll have to see kind of where you're at. Yeah. Because I, I don't... The last time I played this game was with you and Kevin. But yeah, like I said, with my now interest in Team Deathmatch, I, I think I can see myself playing this game solo more often down the road, which is exciting because, again, it's an amazing game. The one thing that curbs this for your worth your time or not is some matches can go very long. Yeah, that, so, but that's the difference. Which I like at the same time. Yeah, I guess I wonder on average, because, I mean, conquest matches can last yeah. freaking forever. Team Deathmatch definitely is quicker. Oh, yeah, definitely. So that's kind of the, if you don't want to, if you're worried about time and you just want a couple matches, just jump into Team Deathmatch. Yep. Because you can get like three of those done before one conquest match. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, I think, I feel like we've put it off long enough, Mike. I think we're going to have to get competitive with each other here. Audible. This is the quick bit stats. Oh, okay. All right, fine. Go for it. All right, so we should probably start at the top, right? Larry, what is your kill-to-death ratio? Well, I will just say this. I First, I have 1,018 kills. I forgot to put my total kills. I'm sorry. Okay, well, never mind then. Then my death ratio, my KD ratio is 1.28. Oh, mine's 1.090. Ooh. Oh, I mean that may that's like almost point two higher than you. Yeah, like, I'm not I'm, like I said, I'm not very good at this game. You know what really infuriated me? Damn it, I really I, want to know how many kills you got. <laughs> well, we can kinda extrapolate in a little bit here with okay. some because I put down kills per operator for my two highest operators. Gotcha. We can kinda look at that a little bit. So I checked my KD, I was at 1.080. I played for three hours. I looked at my stats, I was 1.080 again. I was like, how <laughs> is that possible? I mean, I've, I've gone up 0.10, but... No, but no, no, no. Point. You can answer that question by what is your KD? Your KD is basically one-to-one. That's very equivalent to how you played the uh, last three hours. That's just It just astounds me that I didn't go up a single point. One little here or there. Yeah. It's just it's magical that I'm stuck in this rut. <laughs> so accuracy, real quick, just overall. 28%. My goodness. So there's a difference. And maybe that shows you my LMG usage. I'm at 21%. Okay, that, that's significant. Yeah, that's a wise. big difference. How many matches have you played? 105. 108. How many have you won? 52. Ooh, 54. <laughs> <laughs> Less matches, more wins. One, you know. Not by much. Though. I don't know if this match counted, though. I went into a match, and in like 20 seconds, I, we lost. I was like, that's stupid. I think that happened once with me, but I think we got a win. So maybe that shows ah, you the difference there right you go. there. <laughs> 
you know, I was talking about marking people. Did you write down how many enemies you no, spotted? No, I, right. I, I did. I feel that. like mine's pretty high. Seven hundred ninety-six. Yeah. I feel like that's a lot of enemies. Off the top of my head, I thought mine was in like the six hundreds, but it could have been the high five hundreds. So you're still. I feel for, like I'm good. Doo -doo, yeah. doo -doo. You're definitely to my detriment. Sometimes I'll mark somebody and then they'll kill me before I can <laughs> shoot them because I'm worried about marking. But again, them. a lot of the times the marking is for your teammates more than it is for you. Yeah, and, and it's cool. You get points by the way when you mark them. Your and if team someone kills else, them, you get a little. It doesn't even have to be your team. If that character dies from just and a random how person, else are they gonna die? Well, I'm talking you're... about if it's not from your immediate squad. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Because you get more points for your squad. Okay, that makes sense. I was like, player, that makes no sense. Okay, but no, I'm I'm very interested. Uh, first, because I'm I'm almost more interested in guns, so let's do operator first. Who is your most used operator? From my kills, it's Casper. How many kills? 585. 585? Yeah. Okay. All right. So mine now, is Casper. I have no idea who he is. Is he the guy that's the grass head covered? Is he the recon guy? Yeah. It's, yeah I don't know. I'm, I'm ah, not great. Gosh, I only I know, know the ones that I use. <laughs> He is the grass head, so that's good that my memory's working sort of. Can I, we just can we say camouflage instead of grass head? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot more sense, doesn't it? I turned to start using him hour twenty or hour fifteen somewhere. And I really haven't deviated from him. The other one is Falk that I'm used in they they I don't know if it's a he or she. It's two hundred sixty five kills. Okay, so that's pretty fascinating. So my number one was McKay, and that's the grappling hook, and you can tell the really yeah you can tell how crazy the uh my gameplay is switched because that was the character that i used as like oh grappling hook i'm gonna go flying all over the place i'd like using them yeah 511 kills wow okay so less than yours though my second most is irish that's the hard transition to now more stationary 492 mm, so, so you have a pretty big or closeness, not and big. then yeah. So I got 900 of my like a little over 900 of my 1,018 kills is from those two operators. So 585 plus 265, like 800-ish. And then I I know I used the rocket launcher girl for a while. I used the I, I bounced around for a little you're, bit. So. You're, I bet you you're eight 900 kills. Yeah, that seemed about right. Still lower. Whatever. My favorite gun. By far, there's not even a competition. Is the Sfar, S F A R. Okay. Dash M G L. I assume that means machine gun grenade launcher. Not well versed in the guns, but I have 660 kills with that gun specifically. So my mine is really interesting. I've jumped around because that is massive. How many more kills you have? So my number one gun now is overtaken what used to be my favorite gun. I used to, it was the PXP, the LM, the light machine gun, and I had 301 kills with that gun. My now new favorite is an SMG. I literally went the complete other. And SMG is the PBX 45. And I have 443 kills with that gun now. Okay. Ironically. You didn't, to you didn't totally do opposite. That's just still fast-paced shooting. I guess. But, like, the one is literally, like, you know, 30 to 45 clips of mag. The other one's 200. <laughs> so I just <laughs> That's shoot, true. Which is funny. And I think this has something to say about the accuracy. So with the LMG, I, I checked out the L my accuracy with the LMG was 11%. <laughs> but my accuracy with the PBX is 31%. Mine's 14%. Oh, wow. Yeah. So now I know I do that's, this. How in the world, that's crazy. Then you, because your accuracy overall is double, about almost double that. Yeah. So I noticed with this gun a lot, I will see people in this and I'll just start <laughs> shooting. Like I just love to like irritate people. Is that the? Does that have a grenade launcher attached to it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've used that a couple that, times. That's a fun game yeah. or a gun. Yeah. 
it's a fun game, game to do <laughs> switch between those two but uh, my friend sam calls me a psycho because most of the time i just use the iron sights and i'm like sniping people with the iron sights he's like what are you doing you know what is so funny about that so when i first started i kept telling myself i was like man i can't wait until i unlock better scopes the more that i've played and once i've unlocked a couple of the better scopes for some of my guns i end up resorting back to maybe not always just the straight iron sights like the laser one but like the, the, the ones that are just like 1x or 1.2 at most yeah i don't I started, like zooming I, in a lot yeah i started bouncing back to all three now so i have a far scope that i then drop down to one bullet one press mm -hmm. and then the middle scope i like it's like a laser one pops up it's very little zoom and i seem to like that one a lot too but I go back to that iron sights. I'm just like, I feel like Dude, a chaos. You just brought chaos. up a <laughs> chaos. <laughs> Kill chaos. Dude, you brought up a nightmare scenario for me. Do you remember I had a match where for some reason I somehow, <laughs> I couldn't get the single and like fire and like the rapid fire, a semi-auto, like the, the hot Dude, press button. I was playing with Kevin and uh, for some reason he could hear me and you couldn't, right? Yeah. And I was telling, I was yelling, he was like, how do I switch back? I couldn't figure it out either. Dude, dude I had that one match. You two, because, again, because you couldn't hear each other. I heard both of you, but for some reason, I don't know what the hell yeah, happened. But, like, I was, I literally almost just ripped my headset off because I was getting so frustrated <laughs> listening to the two. Because you guys would both talk at the same time. And I'm like, I cannot fucking understand either one of you. Oh, But it is weird because even when I did change my auto type or my burst fire to whatever single fire... I couldn't figure out how to change back. I was like, whatever I'm doing is not working. You have to zoom in and do it. And I'm just like, it makes sense, but it's also stupid. Yeah. You know, it, okay. I guess we should just shout out the fact, the fact that you can like auto customize and have up to three different types of uh, sights, three different types of underbarrels, three different types of like either a silencer, that thing. And then Which I like never use and I need to because yeah. so, they sound so cool. So it's interesting. So I've started using the silencer and I don't even think... So the only pot, I mean, it's a good positive, I suppose. The negative is your accuracy is worse. The positive is, is when you shoot, you don't pop up. You don't ping on the map. Exactly. So you can, yeah. And so I always use silencer, even though my accuracy is worse. Dude. It's, and I love how quickly you can change those on the fly. Like that is, I'm sure many modern games do that mm -hmm. now, but it is one, it's fluid. I still mess it up. I'm like B, oh wait, well, that's the wrong one. I want to change my <laughs> scope, but how fast you can rapidly adapt to a situation mm -hmm. is excellent oh my gosh the second i saw that in the game i was like oh this is cool yeah no do you off the top of your head do you know because again kills are absolutely not everything and our brother kevin always proves this because he'll have matches where he'll get like nine kills 14 deaths but he'll have like 28 revives yeah <laughs> like he's incredible as uh as the medic and stuff like that which is so cool i, to I use the medic that. a lot yeah uh, not as much but maybe that's who felk is now i gotta check Shows how much I know about this game. Yes, that is the meta character. <laughs> <laughs> well, and by the way, I think that's a big change coming. They're changing up the specialist system. That's They're bringing it back to like older Battlefield. Yeah, that was either supposed to be for Season 4 or before Season 4, right? Yeah, yeah. So that could even be happening by the time you hear this. Yeah. I assume Season 4 is out. Maybe even Season 5 is out. I have no idea how those launch windows work because I don't care because I'm just going to play the game and have fun. But it'd be cool if there's a new map. Yeah. Again, they're reworking. I think it's like two more of the maps, and one of them is the snow level that I struggle with. So the fact that that's getting a rework, I'm excited. Want to know a very depressing stat, Larry? I have won zero times on Kaleidoscope, and I've played that map six times. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't die. I should have probably dove a little bit harder, but I didn't dive that hard into the stats. But I, right there is an example. That's incredible that that's even a stat. Yeah. 
dude, yeah, the stats in this game are incredible. And the fact that I literally like looked through, I've, I've been in vehicles, and it shows my travel distance. <laughs> you still don't have it. I have <laughs> no freaking kills. That's amazing. I gotta the, change that. Yeah, the times I won the most were on Stranded and Hourglass. They were tied. It was either five and six or six, something like that. And weird enough, neither of those are my favorite maps. So yeah, Hourglass. I have a love hate relationship with that map because in that that's I, the one they're reworking. I, I believe. believe that's another one they're reworking. Again, which it needs I don't to be. think it's a bad map. I think it's designed well. It's just you're a little too far away, but again, you can get in a vehicle. So. But that's also what they're doing. They are shrinking the distance between the base. I don't know if the map itself is necessarily going to get too much smaller. It probably will. But they're shrinking the distance between bases. And that's really hard to, you know, figure out. Making a good multiplayer map is hard, and that's why I commend them for having such fun maps. Yes, exactly. And I honestly don't know what Stranded is. What, is, what map is Stranded? I don't even remember. It's beauty of podcasting. Look that up real quick. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is like the best team deathmatch one it's the one with the boat oh my. i love that map see that's a good map too yeah i, can, I kinda, work all my top three i won't no. lie i completely i kind of forgot about that one. yeah yeah it's a great map <laughs> that the hallways in that one oh are it's so, so much tense. fun and you can just go all the way to the top come back down work around yeah great game great maps let's fun let's fun yeah let's just fun <laughs> all right mike I just got a couple questions I want to ask you just to kind of wrap this up now that we've dove into so much about this game. I, it feels like we could both just talk about experiences forever. <laughs> yep. We need to shut it down at some point. So the first thing I wanted to bring up, and I brought this up in my intro, was should Battlefield be praised for mostly fixing itself or still looked at poorly for releasing so broken? <sighs> or is it a little column the, A, a little uh, column B? <laughs> a little column A, a little column A. Uh... It's a hard thing to rationalize, I feel like. Especially coming from our perspective. Well, maybe not our, mine specifically. Where I didn't get it on launch. I didn't pay for it. People got burned when they first bought it. You had the trial period, so you totally dropped off of it. There is barely any of that now. There's you're, you're, hold on. Here. To, to add a little more credence to this then. Let's say this happened to like Xenoblade Chronicles 3. A game that was more pertinent to you. See, that... The problem with that is... Not multiplayer focused. Yeah, but... And that's why I think... Because here's the thing. I don't spend money on multiplayer only games. Minus this game. Because I just bought it physically. Which could have been a really dumb idea. I just wanted to play it on my PS5 as well. In case my Xbox was being used by the lady. Or she takes my PS5. Whatever. Doesn't matter. I feel like part of you just wanted to do that. So now you're better... Oh, no, no, you're, you'll have the same Yeah, I'll have the same stats now. if they transfer over. I'm having a little headache with that personally right now, so we'll, we'll see if that actually works. I think they do deserve recognition for turning it around. It is very hard once a game is out into the zeitgeist, and especially nowadays, we are on to the next thing like rapid fire. That's why we appreciate you listening to all these older games that we're talking about that are no longer probably in the zeitgeist. Maybe Elden Ring still is. We're recording this before Elden Ring, so who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but obviously, when we started playing this, it just dropped on Game Pass. So we quickly got into matches. I don't know what it would have been like if that was a long wait. If I bought this on launch, would I be disappointed? Again, I wouldn't spend that 60, 70 bucks on a game that's only multiplayer. That's just me. I mean, I bought Battlefield physically for like 16 bucks. You know, I'm not throwing away my money like that. Uh, but I really go back and forth because if we praise this company for this then it's going to perpetuate the thing that modern games are definitely doing is 
huge day one patches or just get out the door. We already got your money because all the pre-orders. Okay, so you're kind of circle talking yourself. I think you're having a hard time figuring out the correct answer. <laughs> yes, I am. And so maybe we can talk about, let's expand it then. Why do you think this is happening more often? Because you just added there. It seems like we are getting games that are releasing in more of a quote-unquote unfinished or broken state with the understanding that it's going to get fixed. And it feels like some developers, or maybe it's the publishers, are using that as a crutch now. Because, example, like the cyberpunks of the world that released Broken, right? I think the weird part about that one is I think they should just not have released it on the current gen hardware. It should have been next the next gen. gen. Which, and that yeah. would have solved probably most of the problems. So the thing about that is, is that game still sold like gangbusters and it's kind of had like a second coming the end of 2022. And so... In a sense, they weren't punished no, too much. Not at all. And he, here, this is why it doesn't freaking matter, and this is why it happens. That's an error. Like, they got all their money. A f small, small fraction of people probably returned and got their money back, right? So what incentive is it for them to not do that again? Maybe not to the exact state, but you're still going to... Because if you realize, all right... Publishers down my back, the stockholders or whatever, jammering at my gates. Well, just put it out and I can put a patch in a week or two. And one, I'm just going to make up my money in microtransactions because if the game is out there, then I have X amount of days of making money versus not. So I could hold on to the game for another month or two, but maybe that's tens of thousands of dollars just wasted because I could just put it out right now. Which I guess is kind of the larger point, right? Because, I mean, the prime example that we just experienced the end of 2022 is Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, right? I mean, from the mainstream media, and I saw YouTubers and streamers, the most common complaint was just, how in the world is this still a thing? Why have they not updated the engine? Why does it look the way it is? And then what stories do we hear? It's one of the best-selling Pokemon games ever. 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 Think about that. Yeah. <laughs> and with the amount of bad press with that game, how is that on number one? So what, is that, what does that say, though? Like, I think there's, it almost feels like there's a disconnect. <clears throat> yeah, I think it says that the people that are enraged on Twitter are such a small minute of the population that it doesn't matter. Don't listen to them. But so I guess then my point would be, is there a way to change this habit, though? Because obviously, no. Yeah. Because I, I think about this with microtransactions in general. Like those are they're staying. They've evolved away from loot boxes and they have become more just on cos cosmetics, which I am totally OK with. I think I don't have this drive to spend money on microtransactions. I don't think the only thing I've ever bought in a game is a battle pass once. And that was Halo Infinite and maybe DLC, mm -hmm. but not microtransactions. And I have friends that have spent $200, $500 on games, and I don't just spend your money how you want. Mm -hmm. But my reason why it's not going to change is because there are people like that. You know, that, That's a good point, though, if you think about it. Prime example. I dare you right now, anyone listening to this, find somebody and point them out who likes Diablo Immortal in your life, who does not have a negative thing to say about it. And yet that game made gangbusters in money for Blizzard. And yet, I can't find a person anywhere that says anything good about that game anymore. You know, it's interesting because I, at the time of recording this, I had just finished listening to the Lex Friedman and Todd Howard interview, and he talked about uh, Diablo Immortal. It's like, it's, you, and he said, I'm going to try and not misquote him. You can say what you want about the monetization. It's a good game. And so 
if you don't spend the monetar monetary value to get to where you need to get, does it does it make the game bad? So if, for instance, in Tales of Arise, this was a big game in 20... Is that 2020? Or was that 21? I think it was 21. And there was experience boosts for a single player game. You can just grab it and people are like, this is the worst thing ever. Well, no. In my head, I'm going to take the time to grind out. But if somebody wants to pay money and not grind out, what do I care? So that's an interesting point because I remember that was a big controversy with Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yep. You could buy a, I think it was like a 50% experience boost and people freaked out about that. In on one hand, I'm like, okay, like you designed the game to be purposely slow on the leveling front. And so that's maybe... where the the confusion goes for me, right? Mm -hmm. Like, okay, so you're telling us that, yeah, you initially boosted up, just like when Diablo three originally launched, right? They dropped the drop rate of legendary items, so you'd use the what's it called marketplace? Mm -hmm. Yeah, similar situation. Which I should be mad about that, but at the same time. It's hard to get those things right, for one, like mm. treasure drops and those, which also Todd Howard talked about, which I thought was a brilliant conversation. Go listen to that. <laughs> it's another podcast. It's like almost three hours long, but stay here first, please. Uh, but I'm not going to tell anybody what not to spend their money on in a game, and there's no right or wrong way. But the problem is, again, I don't care about the Tales of Arise experience boosters, but what if 60% of the people bought that that played that game? What's that telling the developer? I'm going to increase it next time. I'm going to make the grind even harder so people buy it. Yeah. You know, the thing that really kind of changed my opinion on a lot of this was I saw recently, and I think this was on the PS4. Now, granted, maybe it's because Skyrim wasn't as playable on the PS4. PS3. PS3, excuse me. There was a... Somebody posted something that 4% of the people who played Skyrim had slain a legendary dragon, which is something that you fight later on in the game. That shows you how many people have played percent. that game, probably. Yeah. yeah, which, by the way, that 4% could still mean, like, millions of people play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> it sold so many. <laughs> but, like, that, to me, was, like, the first time I realized, like, the things that we read and see online and play and expect from a game is absolutely Ooh, not the norm. It's yep. such a small minority. And that so sound was me for some reason shrinking. It didn't sound like a shrink, but... We're freaking out about microtransactions and stuff. And again, I think when it is purposely put into a game and the game is developed around the idea of like, here, let's make this difficult so they go and buy, that's when I start getting a little worried. But from a developmental cycle, if these games are releasing broken and then getting fixed later down the road, I don't know. I agree with you. I don't think there's a way to stop it because, again, I use the prime example. I brought it up in one of our previous episodes. I think it was during the off season. My daughter is a key market point here. <laughs> yeah, she yeah. freaking loves Pokemon Scarlet. Thinks it's beautiful. It's Bye. gorgeous. She's playing through Zelda Breath of the Wild right now. I asked her a question the other day, like, which one do you think looks better? And she's like, I think they're both gorgeous. She doesn't care. She she's like, she tells me all the time. She wishes there was Pokemon running around in the Zelda world. I think we would all love that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Give sure. us, you know, and it's just like. That's the type of person who's crossover with Pokemon. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but that's the the type of person who is playing a lot of these games. You get parents who buy it for their kids. N nobody cares if it's not like this optimal 60 FPS experience. They don't know what that is. Okay, yeah. And what I find intriguing, my entire Twitter feed was complaining about Pokemon Violet and Scarlet. 
when Pokemon Violet Scarlet came out, everybody was talking about playing <laughs> Pokemon Violet and Scarlet. I was like, there is your reason. They're like, why does Nintendo never drop their prices of games? Why can they still release broken games? Because of you. Yeah, and... I, I not, think that's the royal you, not you, listener. You're probably a good person. <laughs> and if well, you're not, fix it. Here, here's the, the little caveat, or at least the final point, not caveat, that I would put on this. It's basically this. If you are complaining about a, the game you were playing and saying, look it, they did this for the third, fourth, fifth time in this franchise. <laughs> you already gave them You're <laughs> literally doing the same thing that they expect. You're going to complain about their game, but once you, they hand you, once you hand them your money... Which is free marketing, mm -hmm. by the way. You're complaining online about it is just putting more attention into algorithms, keyword searches, and you're going to just make somebody else be like, well, that doesn't bug me. I'm going to go buy it. <laughs> yep. It is what it is. And yeah, so with that, I would just say we there's not really an answer, it seems like. I'm sure it almost feels like there's a deeper conversation that we could have in another episode someday. But I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on that, and I think mostly we agree there. Players are fickle beasts, so... If a game is launching in disarray, they're going to poof, magically, and be gone. Battlefield 242 got us two brothers back into it. So if you want a game that's chaotically fun with a well-designed array of maps that tracks the crap out of your stats, well, I think you should give a shot with Battlefield 2042.